everybody and welcome to the sunny 16 podcast uh, this is show number 295 and my name is aid i'm very pleased to be here here with me also today are graham and claire graham how are you i'm very well thank you aid um it is my week off i've got a week off work and i've got my boys up with me which is always a treat i think is the right word <laughs> For those curmudgeonly <laughs> teenagers um but no it's been great having them up here i've been into oxford for a couple of days running because i've discovered that it's best to take them out one at a time because they both complain about each other bitterly otherwise and i'm lucky that oxford is close enough that that's very viable um and it enabled me to finish up a roll of film i took my canon ql17 out with me uh, a camera that i bought a long time ago i think i I think it was after the podcast that it might have been just before we started doing the podcast but either way it's been at least six years and last year i got linden at londonium cameras to do the light seals for me because when i bought it the light seals in it were like tar they were really sticky and horrible <laughs> nice so it just sat there for years and um linden did a great job with that as he always does so i put a roll of film through that and um ignoring uh jeff from my dream of cameras saying that um actually the canon ql17 rangefinder it's he doesn't like it because it feels tinny i'm like jeff you don't know what you're talking about anyway having now shot a roll of film through it i would like to say oh, i think jeff might be right it does feel a bit tinny. oh dear <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's nice and i'm looking forward to developing the roll of film to see how it's come out but i think it's one of those cameras where the results are gonna need to be pretty spectacular to make me want to pick it up again as a camera and shoot with it uh that's really interesting because it has a great reputation people people say it's amazing i mean in part i think because it's a smallish range finder with a a, a very fast lens yeah at least for its day a very fast lens um so yeah it's a, it's a bit of a shame to hear that it's like that's like somebody's I don't know. Burst my balloon. Uh, don't don't get me wrong. So I mean, the points that you've raised are completely valid. It is a very compact camera, and focusing is good on it. And um, it 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 is a nice size in the hand. Um, I rangefinders are not my go-to. I am I am an SLR and a TLR person before I'm a rangefinder person. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. But. Um, and Apart I from fully... the TLR thing, because those things are just rubbish. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and I fully expect the images from it to be good. I think it's going to take nice, good quality images. Because as you said, it's got a 1.7 f1.7 lens on it. Um, so that's great. Um, so I think it's going to do a nice job. I just don't think that as somebody who has plenty of other cameras and, and who defaults more to SLRs, and also I have other rangefinders. I've got my lovely Leica um, 3A that Rachel got me. I'd probably shoot with that before I go out with this again. But And and if, when I develop the roll of film, I do think, actually, that's probably going to be the case. I'm actually going to say now, this will probably be a camera that I do sell on because there's no point in me keeping it just to have it sat on a shelf there. I've had it sat on a shelf for six years, so I'm trying to get into that. If I use it and I don't love it, move it on. So anyway, that's been fun. And um, other than that, I've actually been developing some films and scanning in some pictures. And if listeners can hear some slightly unfortunate noises in the background as I'm talking, sorry, 
might still be scanning in some pictures desperately trying to get them ready for the show tonight um so yeah that's me cool well i don't know if they can put if they'll pop up on the recording but i certainly can't hear the scanner so uh, i think you you're, you're getting away with it at the moment anyway claire how are you i'm very well as well thanks a eh? always nice to be here and i've been in ireland so um that's been lovely i've been I've been over to dublin and um it was a beautiful obviously we've had lovely weather so the crossing was just incredible and i wanted to get footage of the crossing so had my um moving film cameras with me so that when we went just outside of hollyhead bay round through south stack which is where i took jeff actually for my dream of cameras when we went to south stack i took him to see you know um it's a famous uh one of the roxy music album covers mm. sirens yeah yeah oh, okay. i love that um i love roxy music i actually i like roxy yeah. music as a band and i love the the covers and i've been meaning to do i was saying to jeff uh, a photography project sort of pictures based on roxy music covers but anyway i showed him where the the sirens cover was shot and it's quite surreal, isn't it, to think that, that they were, you know, we live in this rural place, but there you go, they were making that cover there. And when I was on the ferry, um, you pass it from a certain angle, so I wanted to get, like, moving footage of it. So I was really pleased. Obviously, I don't know how it's come out yet. I haven't developed the film yet. Um, so that's what I've been doing. And on the way back as well, I wanted to get some night footage. Uh, but I think it was it was too dark, I think. So So that was great. And when I was in Ireland as well, I, I went um, I went into the National Gallery, which is very lovely. Looked at a lot of paintings because they could inspire your photography. And I and I really regret, you know, there was a book in the sh in the shop in the shop uh, on female photographers, and I'm just I did took a photo of it to remind myself what it was. But I wish I'd bought it. Um, I don't know if either of you have heard of this book. If I can get my um, I don't know if Firecrackers is the public publishers, but it's female photographers by Fiona Rogers and Matt Horton. No, I had a flick through that. One that I'll, I'll, I'll look it up as we're speaking, but yeah, it's not one that, I I, that a, immediately springs to mind. There was um there was some good work in there. Um so I, I might or you know, since I didn't get it when I was there, I might we'll have to order it. Um so yeah, so that's me, sorry. Um filming in Ireland. Another busy week for you, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And scanning as well, Graham. Yeah, always scanning. scanning. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Aid? Uh, well, uh, I uh, I have managed to do an assignment. Um, I'm not sure whether it's the current assignment or one from the past, um, <laughs> but it but it's one of our assignments, and it relates to song lyrics. So uh, I went to uh, this weekend. I went to the Bristol Balloon Fiesta. Uh, which is an annual festival of hot air ballooning. Um, and it's been going for donkey's years. I mean, I, I went as a kid um, uh, when we used to live down in that part of the country. Uh, so the I took my children there um, and, and my wife, of course. Uh, and we got up at five o'clock in the morning on Saturday, uh, yeah, before sunrise. Uh, and we went down to the place where they have the balloon festival. And we saw at sunrise just after sunrise uh, about 80 hot air balloons take off from like right in front of us yeah, it's a big field that we were in um so that was amazing and i've got lots and lots of photographs of balloons so that's cool that's did you go awesome. in morning 
did you go in one have you ever been in one i haven't actually uh, um uh although i have here somewhere on my desk one of the things do, do you know what here's right fun photography right and you talk about fun event photography i don't know if you guys are going to be able to see this right oh I, yes so yeah. In the in the they, they were shooting right. against a green screen. So if you imagine a balloon basket mm. against a green screen, and you can get in the basket and have your photo taken. So there's a photo of uh, the four of us in our family pretending we're all just about to fall out of a balloon, and the, and of course it's been superimposed over a landscape. In this case, the Clifton Suspension Bridge at sunrise or sunset, um, uh, because it was you know just a, a mile or so from the suspension bridge is where all the balloons are. So that was a lot of fun. So fun photography, like fun event photography, you get in the balloon, which is an experience, or balloon basket, which is an experience experience in its own right you have your photo taken and then you just take the printer and walk away it's fantastic mm. that's pretty cool that's pretty cool they are quite fun i remember years ago um in new zealand um it, it was around the time when all the lord of the rings films were coming out and of course those were all filmed in new zealand i was in wellington 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 and um they had uh an exhibition there with loads of stuff from the films in there um and as part of that uh within the film they used these i can't remember forced perspective um tricks to make um mm. elijah wood look way smaller than um uh, yeah uh, what's the name of the actor who plays gandalf um come on bro. ian mckellar ian mckellar yeah. thank you and and so they had um actually this set there where you've got this outsized bench and everything set there so you could sort of position yourselves in it and then take your picture there to make one of you look massive and the other one look tiny and i i love mm -hmm. force perspective perspective stuff like that and it's amazing how you can create quite incredible effects with just a little bit of you know mm -hmm. diy stuff um it's it's good fun those things like nice. fun yeah it just adds it adds something it's a little bit of a takeaway a little bit of a souvenir isn't it and it's you know it's just something that's a bit of fun so I, I like that sort of thing indeed yeah it's good stuff it's good stuff um, right what have we got for a show today i know we've got some emails uh, we don't have any guests this week uh, i know we've got some emails to get through and uh, some some of our own stuff to talk about um so uh where do we start graham well, shall we start with a couple of these emails? Um, mm -hmm. Seeing as uh, a couple of people have been uh, fantastic at getting in touch. Where have I put my show notes? <laughs> I've lost my own show notes. Oh, grief. So um, we've been talking about the assignments or uh, what was it we called them? I can't even remember. But we basically had this idea of having a theme for every month. And we kind of formed behind yeah. because summer came and it was really hot. <laughs> we all fell off that. Um, but the last one we were paying any attention to, which I think was from June, let's say June, doesn't matter, was song lyrics. And we've had a couple of people get in touch with that. Uh, so the first person who got in touch was Billy Sanford. Um, I'll read this thing because it's right in front of me, I suppose. Um, so Billy writes in saying uh, his theme this Electric Dreams, um, obviously a very famous song. OK, maybe more magnetic than electric, although electricity is needed for the MRI. And maybe I wasn't dreaming but it is my brain, so that's hopefully close enough. And what he sent us is an enlargement of an MRI that he's had done and has had that's sitting in his garage since 2009. Oh, this is for the topic of electric dreams. This was for Clairsing. Okay, that makes sense. Not, I mean, it can fit for both very neatly, electric dreams and song lyrics. Um, uh, Could do, yes. 
Yes, absolutely, it could do. It may seem a bit macabre, but if Alex of uh, playing can keep her dead grandmother Shiwi sitting around, then certainly I can keep my old brain images. Um, mm. I've never seen a picture of an MRI scan before. Have you guys? Oh, yeah, I've, I've had so. two scans and they are horrible. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Is that what but, brains? Is that what it's supposed to look like? Because it... well, to be honest, I don't know what they're supposed to look like because um, even though I've had two, I've never seen. I've actually never seen the results. I just got, oh, really oh, they're wow. keeping them from you. Show them, yeah. But they're hot. I I didn't like having them because they're so claustrophobic. But yeah, it looks it's intriguing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it looks Jeez. like it's, take, it's just scribbled all over Billy, Billy's brain. Well, for whatever reason, you he were having like a brain he's got scan. worms. Maybe that was the problem. Yeah. Really. Maybe you had worms in your brain. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like what I'd imagine the brain I'm just been looking at like. it, actually, here. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. A well, brain scan. So, so if, that was, if that was done, what, 13 years ago as we record this, <laughs> and, and Bill, Bill, Billy's still uh, you know, kicking along nicely, isn't he? So hopefully he's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. It must be, there must be a, a picture of a very healthy brain. Um. But yeah, that's bizarre. It's looked kind of like a, what was it a Mandelbrot um, picture where you've had the ink splats? Um, so. It almost looks like a say. That's a that's a Rorschach. A Rorschach, thank you. Yeah, a Mandelbrot is a mathemat- mathematical um, uh, thing of some sort. Something like that. Uh, on the less um, internal side, do you want to take this next one, Aid, from John Michael Mendeza? Sure, yes. Uh, He says, uh, Dear Sunbeams, they say time flies when you're having fun. On a recent episode, you mentioned that the theme for whatever month it was now or is then or whatever (laughs) was song text. Yes, we definitely have one of those song lyrics. Um, uh, Often when I'm working on pictures, my wife will pass by and start singing Girls, Girls, Girls from Sailor. It's a very catchy song. (laughs) So here are some pictures from the last few months at Pictures of Girls. Uh, and these are studio shots. Um, uh, there are three different photo shoots by the look of it with three different models, a um, couple in black and white, one in colour. Uh, the the colour one's very interesting because it looks like the backdrop is some sort of see-through cellophane or, or uh, yeah. um, polyplastic um, rather than maybe it was shot in a polytunnel. Maybe they're strawberry. Maybe she's a strawberry farmer. Maybe that, <laughs> she looks a bit glamorous for a strawberry farmer. <laughs> Hey, strawberry but, farmers can be glamorous too. Come on, now, Aid. Uh, fair, yes, yes, especially the pick your own ones. And, uh, so yes, so we've got some some you know uh, almost classic, almost noir black and white shots uh, with the first model, whose name is Lisa. Um, uh, shot on a Hasselblad uh, with Rolly Superpan 200. Uh, for this shoot, I wanted to play with projection shapes onto the background. There is a device called a light blaster that essentially lets you kill the empire drones oh no sorry they essentially <laughs> lets you use flash to project a slide or gobo uh you can buy kits or use old slides but i knew i wanted to clear shapes so i made black and white slides with washi s film i created the shapes i wanted on the computer then used a film camera to take a picture of the screen the screen image was inverted so i could just develop the film normally it worked pretty well that's ingenious so, mm. so, so the light blaster is that because i like this first one is that the light blaster then behind her like the yes the the, the shapes on the wall behind mm. the model yes uh so uh yeah just let me repeat that process just so that everybody can hear it again um so 
John Michael has made black and white slides with Washi S film. So he crea created the shapes I wanted on the computer, I guess using some sort of graphical design type, you know, um, sort of vector graphic type thing. He doesn't say, but um, they are geometric shapes. So yeah, some sort of graphics package. Uh, and then inverted the images on the computer screen. So when he took the image it took the photo of the screen and then developed the film because the image he was shooting was already inverted the film a negative film essentially came out as a slide um i think that's what he's saying as a positive um and then it could be used without scanning you could just shine a light through it that's ingenious yeah don't wouldn't that's just Brilliant. And then the outcome is that you were able to shit you. Clearly, we can see from the photos uh, the you know that projected on on the wall to be the background of the model are some very specific shapes, um, which he's used as part of the composition, which is fantastic. Very yeah. clever indeed. Yeah, it's awesome. like that a lot. Yes. Okay, right. So guilt number two. This is this is probably shouldn't have said after after having now seen how much effort has gone into these shots. I probably shouldn't have said maybe she works on a strawberry farm. So this is a uh, sorry, John Michael. This is a, a photo shoot with a, a model in different outfits. Um, shot using uh, yeah polyurethane sheets by the looks of it uh, as mm. as a background. The first two and the second and the third one of this uh, model I think is outdoors. Um, then uh this is uh her name is laura again shot on the hasselblad this time with kodak gold 200 and a canon p with adox color mission hmm. um so trying out not one but two new film stocks so it's great to have new film coming out it is um, the blue outfit also screams abba it does it's very disco mm -hmm. very abba like yeah Mm. How do you how do you go with seventies fashion, Claire? I mean, you're more. I always often feel you're more inspired by the sixties, perhaps. I like the seventies as well. I like the sixties and the seventies. I like. I actually really like the kind of fitted, um, like the red and the the blue you can see here outfits. I like the fitted jackets and then the flare trousers. I really like that. In fact, I used to, you know. In the, I used to wear a lot of uh, flare trousers at one point. In fact, it's all back in fashion now, isn't it? The nineties, the nineties, all back in you know that kind of. Yeah, that's weird. The nineties, the nineties though, because the nineties was the yeah was looking back to the seventies. Seventies, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but no, I like it. I like that kind of sixties. Um, I prefer more for dresses. I prefer more of the sixties dress because a lot of the seventies dresses were very long, the long maxi dresses which I prefer shorter because I'm only small. Um, so I look like I'm drowning a bit in the long, long dresses. But um, I really like that kind of like, yeah, the, those 70s sort of trouser suits. Yeah, they're cool. I like them. Trouser suits, a nice colourful yeah. trouser suit. Yeah, colourful trouser suit. Yeah. It's <laughs> cool. good. Yeah. Okay, um, on to the, the third uh, of the sets, third set of photos that John Michael has sent us. Um, this time uh, shot with a Pentax 7 on FP4 and Rolly Superpan. Uh, John Michael says, my ex-boss moved to Sweden and left a bunch of his extra photo equipment with me. Why does that never happen to me? <laughs> I was 
lucky. One of the lenses, <laughs> just one of the lenses, um, was the Carl Zeiss Jenner 180 mil Sonar f2.8 for the Pentacon 6 camera. Blimey, that's a mouthful, isn't it? I don't have a P6, but with some machining work, I was able to make it fit on the Pentax 6.7. Wow. Okay. Um, as always, my quick email seemed to run on for a while. Uh, yeah, yes, but we're very grateful for that. Mm. Um, hope you are all doing well and we'll be humming girls, girls, girls for a while. All the best, John Michael. Okay. So this third set of images of a model called Pauline uh, is uh, yes, black down to black and white shot in FP4. So there's a, there's a good a good tonal range in them. Uh, yeah, and um, less uh, these are out and about. I think these are outdoor. Mm. So like yeah, very nice stuff. I like the shadow work on the fur on that one on the stairs, and the um, it's a very um, vertigo Hitchcock vertigo um, stairwell. Yes, yeah, so so an outdoor metal spiral mm -hmm. staircase. Um, it, yeah, um, with shot with shot obviously shot in bright sunlight because mm -hmm. there's sharp shadows of the staircase out of the model on the wall behind as well. So yeah, nice, very nice indeed. Okay, yeah, right. So yeah, good stuff. I love the black and white ones. I think they, I don't know, they just for me that's they are that you just very timeless pictures it does kind of make me want a hasselblad I'm not gonna lie <laughs> looking at those pictures do you not have a hasselblad no good grief I mean, no you've got a bronica i have got a bronica. but well it's but it's that square format isn't it it's the thing is and i've yeah. got my tlrs which are also a square format but the hasselblad is i'm not gonna say it's necessarily i well maybe i think the the, the lens options on a hasselblad make it better for portraiture than the lenses that you just have on my um tlrs um i do i love hasselblad support mm -hmm. i think they are really really lovely i did borrow a hasselblad um in the past many years ago from dave and i liked using it and i kind of now wish i'd bought one at the time but certainly in the intervening years they have got to a point where the the cost of them outweighs how nice it was to use <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, these are lovely. I was chatting to Simon Forster, and he's recently bought a, a ton of stuff. But he's recently bought um, a Bronica S2, I think it is. I think that's what oh, he's right, recently yeah. got, which was their... Um, it's same, a rangefinder, isn't it? No, the, the the S2, I think it's the S2, is the same kind of deal as a Hasselblad. It's basically Bronica's... Uh, I think that's the SQ, isn't it? Uh, the, no, the S2, I, I, I could be getting it wrong and someone will be yelling at me, but basically before there were the SQ series, they did a couple of other ones which started off actually with Nikon lenses on them um, and then had... Oh, uh, right, yes, I just looking at that. Card. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Every day's a learning day. I'd never heard of the Bronica S2. Yeah, really nice cameras. So, um, And, you know, it's still a bit cheaper, a bit cheaper than the Hasselblad. With a Nikon lens, yeah. yeah. Interesting. But I don't think they're quite... I think the only thing with them is is that I would have less confidence of being able to get one of those cameras repaired if something mm. went wrong with it compared to a Hasselblad. I think there's more people capable of repairing Hasselblads and more availability of parts and knowledge and stuff like that. So I would be, a, as with all Bronicas and Mamiya's, I'm a little bit more wary about getting these Japanese cameras fixed when they go tits up. Um, but anyway, yeah. yeah very I, good point. I really do love that. Just that... that square format for portraits on medium format is lovely and um i think favorite is the first one lisa with the light blaster yeah yeah, yeah it's like great 
could have been straight out of the nineteen twenties with that picture. Really classy, yeah. really cool yes. picture. Um, I'm sure yeah. um, that he's sharing <laughs> these pictures on his Twitter feed. I would imagine um, John Michael. I'll put I'll put a link to his Twitter feed in the show notes so that you can go and look at these um, and enjoy them as well as we have. Cool. All right. Uh, I think that's it for emails, isn't it? So it's on to us next. Oh, who goes? Shall I? Shall you we go first, Claire, because yours is a better effort than mine. Mine. My? Oh, you want me to show mine? Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to read yours. Okay. Shall I show my screen then? So I did a series. Someone actually got this. So uh, am I going to? Um... <laughs> I'm trying to do my screen again. You have to. What am I doing? <laughs> well we saw your picture earlier claire so just describe yeah, it because we've seen just it just describe it. your picture for the listeners um i shall describe it um so it basically it was when i was on in Arles, i did a series and because i had a pool because i love pools i love water um i did a series i did a couple of shots basically um in the night so i called them night swimming which is um do you know what it is guys night swimming I mean, do you know what song that? No, I don't. I don't know what song that is. No, no, REM. Okay, all right. I do. I do know that. The thing is, now that you say it, I know the song. Yeah. yeah. So the one I'm, the one I showed you was um, I'm in a pool, um, and actually it's with Flash. So I'm I'm in the pool and I've got my red dress on, and um, you can see it's kind of framed with some the palm uh, palm trees in the background. I've got to say, I was re- I'm usually not a fan of Flash. Um, I don't know whether I've just got no experience of it, and I've just made sort of like judgments um, based on some poor shots of mine, thinking that Flash um, is quite an ugly feature. Really, I never like the effects of it. I always shoot without it, but. I really got into Flash when I was on holiday. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and I got into using Flash. um, Because you were night swimming. Because I was night swimming, but I got... (laughs) And it was dark. I like... Yeah, but usually I would... But the old me would have just got, you know, my lights out and and, and not bothered with Flash at all. But I really like this effect of Flash, Flash and pools. I, I, I liked it a lot. Um, so I'm getting more into flash, and, and to be honest, because I don't use flashes at all um, on 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 35 mil cameras or anything. So I might have to try and get sort of good flashes and learn how to use them more effectively. But yeah, so this was all with flash. So I did a series of me at night swimming in the pool with flash, um, and I did another. There's like one. There's, I did about four, and there's like I don't know if you can see this one. That's another one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, and it was lovely, you know. When and when I did these as well, this one here I'm holding up to you now. Um, I worked. I started at about half eleven at night till about half one in the morning, and um, there was just me. And it was because so, it was so hot out there, you know. It was it was a lovely temperature. The pool was warm, so it was just real great fun. I had great fun. <laughs> nice yeah 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 so i'm night swimming (laughs) that's good i think you definitely did very well with that claire and it's a lovely picture Uh, flash i mean aid can speak far more educationally about flash and using it than i ever could but the thing my limited experience is that (laughs) 
Some cameras with built-in flash just do it better than others. <laughs> Some cameras that I've used that have built-in flash uh, are a nightmare, and you go, oh, God, I must remember to turn the flash off. And then there are others where uh, the result's very pleasing, so it's very much how your mileage may vary. Because um, usually I find that flash makes everything look drained and a bit ugly and a bit kind of washed washed out in a, in a very cold way. But I well, like especially the, I like... if it, yeah, especially most flashes are uh, daylight tuned, right? Mm -hmm. So, so if there's any seeping in of uh, of ambient light and it's anything other than the middle of the day, it's always going to look a little bit, yeah, over, a little bit overkill. So anyway, I liked I liked the I liked the results um, here. So I, I sort of surprised myself. I became a convert to flash <laughs> which i never ever thought i would and uh, but i have seen some pictures photographs of um where people have used flashing daylight you know and maybe towards the end of the day and then they look effective sometimes outdoors but maybe they got good flashes or, or whatever but yeah so flash i was surprised pleasantly surprised that i was turning it on not turning it off <laughs> cool yeah nice work <laughs> So who, sh who should we go with next? Let's go with Aid. Let's go to Aid's journal. Yeah. Well, so yes. Yeah, so what yeah. I put in the show notes, uh, so the listeners uh, can't see it. I will probably post it on the Discord though, because somebody on the Discord today asked me to post a photo or two a bit of of my photo journal. Um, the this is so what uh, here we've got is a, a double page of some photos I took at the balloon festival that I was talking about earlier. Sorry, fiesta, the balloon fiesta. It's fiesta. Called, uh, why, why it's called a fiesta and not a festival, I don't know, but it is called a balloon fiesta, mm. as if a balloon would fit in a fiesta. But um, uh, so the uh, yeah, so all I've done here, this is just a, a little double page in my notebook that I've had a little bit of fun with. I've printed out a handful mm. of photos I took of the balloons. Um, I took load. I took you know uh, nearly a hundred photos in an, in the less than an hour it took. But there were like eighty balloons taking off. It was amazing, um, and they were right beside us. So there's some great stuff going. The great shots available. Uh, so and and all at sunrise. So there's this lovely gold and light, which probably doesn't come across on the little snapshot of the book that I've uh, shared in our show notes. Um, mm -hmm. But there's some fantastic light uh it, it on the balloons and, it, and, it, and in the sky as well so that's you know, a joy a joy um and uh yeah so my song um if anybody can name a song about a balloon anybody <laughs> anybody <laughs> there are a great many yeah this is a good one though they are a great many i'm <laughs> going with some a song that was a classic when i was a when i was a bairn when i was a wee nipper um and i'll go with the the native german um apologies to anybody whose native <laughs> language is german who might be listening to this uh podcast uh but this song i believe is called 99 duftballon and it's by nana and it's from 1983 there was actually i don't know if german listeners would know this uh, maybe you would maybe you wouldn't um but there was actually an english language version which was released in this country rather than the german version and that was called 99 red balloons I like it's a great song. I like that song. I like it. Yeah. But is it 1983 that came out? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I did have to look that up. I didn't remember that it was 1983. I did that have used to, to be played up. at um, a lot of like if you went to like indie indie nights, quite often they'd have that playing. <laughs> indie <laughs> nights? Oh, in the 1983? I don't think indie music was a thing in 1983. No, no, no. But you know, if you if you went to an indie night now, there's certain songs they always play, isn't there? Like I don't think you were old enough to go out to indie nights in 1983, yeah, were you, Claire? 
Even um, I wasn't, and I'm way older than you. And that's another track that you quite often get. It's a really great song. Those pictures, though, Wade, I, I really love the colours. Did you shoot these? Are these all in stacks? Uh, no, these are shot digitally, and they are oh, printed um, ah. on my new printer. Ah. So I have I have a new printer. So I have a thing now called, which I got the other day, called a Kodak. Well, I can't read it now because I'm facing the wrong way. A Mini 2, a Kodak Mini 2 Retro, which um, everybody who listens to the podcast will have heard me talk many times about my beloved Canon Selfie die sublimation printer, which prints 6 by 4s um, This is a pocketable, mm. like, let's call it a coat pocket. Um, I don't think it would go in your jeans pocket. Um, uh, maybe in the back. Um, it is a pocketable die sublimation printer, which will print on Bluetooth from your phone. Mm. um and uh it prints credit card sized uh images uh and because it's dye sublimation it gets quite yeah as the technology as the printing technology it can get quite vibrant colors um so <laughs> that's where yeah the, the colors come from i mean it was uh, i was deliberately shooting in a in a fairly sort of vivid you know saturated yeah. fashion anyway because that's what i wanted um and because it was uh relatively well it was just after sunrise so um you know the sky was a fairly deep blue color because the mm. sun hadn't made it very bright yet and and there were there was lovely golden sunrise type sun on on things so the colors really pop um and that was what i was after i was after mm. something that, that really pops um so yeah that was um yeah that was my contribution i think i'm about six weeks too late with a particular topic but hey yeah mm. um who's counting um and uh yeah, it was nice to be able to go out and just have an hour of just going, yeah, kids, kids, what kids? Never mind. I'm just going to go and take photos of these balloons now, <laughs> even glad? though I, I was there to take the kids, of course. Weren't you glad you got up that early, though, because that's the mag that's one of the magic hours, isn't it? And if you can get yeah. up that early, it's not just a nice atmosphere outside. It's lovely light, as you can see in your... So it's magic in loads of ways, right? It's magic. Yeah. It adds to the magic of the experience if you have to get up and it's still dark and get in the car and drive to the place and walk into the field and find where everything's going on. You know, it's like arriving at a festival, right? It's yeah. It's 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 really yeah, that that's the magical bit. The light is magical, yeah, because you get the sunrise. Um and and we arrived there basically just at sunrise. So that was fantastic. Mm. Uh so that was yeah, really, really nice as well. And <laughs> and the whole event of the whole thing is magical and it was um that of course they're not guaranteed to fly because hot air balloons can't fly all the time and they flew in the morning and they the friday evening that they hadn't flown um apparently because it was too hot and it's not the heat itself per se that is the showstopper it's that they were getting massive thermals because the ground was so hot and they couldn't control the balloons they were getting thermals up to somebody says like something like seven thousand feet and they were like hang gliders at five and six thousand feet because the thermals were so strong because it was so hot so um really glad we went in the morning as well because that means we actually got to see them fly whereas if we'd gone the friday evening we would have missed that so and it would have been too damn hot as well so going there get, getting there at six o'clock in the morning it was maybe like 17 18 degrees you know there was a little bit of cool in the air by the time we left at 10 o'clock it was up near 30 degrees yeah, <laughs> like, time to go home and have some air-conditioned rest now <laughs> it's uh, really good to see as well that you're carrying on with your um photo journal yeah like, you've got lovely handwriting aid 
Uh, well, that's the first time anybody has ever said that to me. Yeah. I'm definitely never showing you the real thing in person. Really? Because... Oh, no, you've got also, really nice handwriting. Are you looking at different? I, I mean, <laughs> I can see the handwriting too. I'm just, I can't read it. I think it's nice. You <laughs> okay. haven't seen mine, though, uh, Graham. <laughs> is yours just a mad scroll? Yeah. Um... Scroll. But no, I think you've got really nice handwriting aid. Thank yeah. you. That's very kind yeah. of you. Um, uh, uh, I, I I do need to practice my handwriting because, like many people, I don't write as often as I used to. Um, mm. But the uh, I'm really enjoying the whole book thing. I yeah, and yeah, like this spread you could see here. Right, I didn't get time to do any printing while we were away, so I did this last night, and I spent just an hour just sitting, mm. pottering, couple of little prints. You know, stick them in the book, write a few notes. Some of them are notes about sort of you know, creative notes about I like this and this is what I might do as a project with these kind of photos. Some of them were just technical notes to say this is how I got this shot right. So that this is, mm. you know, some of them I have um, for the camera. I have like a, a, a screw on sort of very wide, you know, slightly fish-eyed lens, nice. um, the, you know, which I used for some of the shots and that worked well. So there's a couple of notes about that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's just, I'm really enjoying it as a, a as a pastime, right? With no pressure to produce anything, but equal it's a, a chance to dive into the photos that I'm taking and try and pull them together and have some thought about them and flip through the book and revisit some and, and stuff like that. So I, I'm really enjoying it. I think it's great. Yeah. No, I think it looks really good. I like your journal. So what's next? I wonder what will go next in your journal. Uh, well, I can show you on the camera the very next page because one of the ideas I was playing with, so one of the creative ideas I had was to do a sort of half-tone pop art kind of, you know, really posterized color type of thing. So again, a bit of playtime. Um, I did. I don't know that oh, it will come out particularly yeah. on the on the camera there. I but can those, see something. Is it Totty or Dotty Blues? It's Dotty Blues, yeah. But it's because <laughs> so you know, like an, an old fashioned um, comic book uh, style yeah. of printing, what they call the half tone style of printing, or perhaps you know a, a little bit reminiscent of the pointillist style of somebody like Wittgenstein yeah. or somebody like that. Mm. And I had this idea that I, you know, what what if you had these brightly coloured images, but like in a comic book style you know with that style of printing and really exaggerated colors so i spent a little bit of time playing around um playing around in affinity photo actually mm -hmm. on my ipad and just putting effects on different layers and fine tuning things and then thinking okay yeah printed out a couple of those so i've got them for reference in my journal and you know see where that goes as an idea um especially seeing as the zine i did earlier in the year was black and white i'm sort of just playing with color and thinking well what would happen if i wanted to print something in mm -hmm. color who knows Mm. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, let's move on to uh, my pictures now. I, as I've mentioned last week, I've been out a lot with my pen E3, and I've been trying to kind of grab things that seem like they would fit with song lyrics. But um, half frame camera, I obviously still haven't finished that roll of film that's in there. So I did develop a couple of rolls of film this week. It never ends. It will never be finished. Uh, <laughs> well, the last one took how many years? Eight. I mean, admittedly, that wasn't entirely my fault. I think five if and i remember four correctly. or five years yeah 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 <laughs> years. um so the two rolls of film that i developed this week were both shot through my om1 uh it was two rolls of fb4 two rolls of hand rolled fb4 uh it was a lovely reminder one of the fact that um and this is uh, getting back to talking about that canon earlier i haven't seen the results from that yet but they'll be whatever they are but when you're using a camera that you like and feel comfortable with like the om1 or like nikon um you just 
cock things up less, I think is the best way of putting it. And I'm looking at the pictures that I've got from that. And like, they're not amazing pictures, but I didn't mess them all up horribly. And I'm actually like looking and going, I'm pleasantly surprised with this. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, these were not the roles of film that I was shooting, particularly thinking about song lyrics. So this has been a bit of, okay, Graham goes hunting for things that he continuously call song lyrics. Retrofitting. Retrofitting. So um, the first picture I've entitled <laughs> Blowing in the wind. <laughs> and, um, this is so Graham, you. Uh, so that, that is my, um, that's my oldest son. <laughs> I love um, it. Taken in uh, Westwood Ho, a coastal town down in Devon. Uh, <laughs> and it's very windy and his excessively long hair is sticking upright <laughs> because he's blowing it. And he looks very unimpressed in the way that only teenagers can really, really convey... Not just that. I distinct. don't know. No, no uh, uh, you have that look, right? He is. His, <laughs> he is. He actually looks like you, Graham, a lot. He is he, his father's son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got his father's looks, and and his younger brother has his father's attitude. It's a terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible combination for the pair of them. Well, at least they didn't appear in the same human being oh, God, a second can time. Can you imagine? Oh dear. <laughs> yes, I'm talking to him right now. <laughs> I can absolutely imagine. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. So that's the first one, blowing in the wind. From, is, that a, is that a Bob Dylan song? <laughs> blowing in the wind. The answer, if, my friend. Oh, the answer, blowing. my friend, is blowing. blowing it. Um, uh, it might be. I'm not sure what the name of that mm-hmm. song is. I know the song. How yeah. many roads must a, a man walk down before you can call him? In a my man? head, the it answer, sounds like quite moany singing, which is why I'm thinking it must be Bob Dylan because Bob Dylan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the second one is of uh, a tattooed. Uh, well, I'm going to go with the word wazak, <laughs> but biker, um, looking. <laughs> Looking very manly out into the distance. Um, around his waist, <laughs> he has got a jumper that says the badger with a stylized picture of a badger's head on it. And and for a little extra detail in the top right hand corner, you've got a snack bar that just says tasty. And the uh, <laughs> the song that I've gone with that is Wild Thing. Um, that oh, class just deleted it. Oh, no, you moved it. Oh, uh, sorry, Claire, it's oh, fine. sorry. That's fine. Am so, I moving it on? There we are. <laughs> Um, uh, that that model for that picture was my brother. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that's. Uh, I think my brother definitely is living the wild thing lifestyle in his head, at least. <laughs> what, you, and, but you like your brother. Sorry. You and your brother don't look anything alike. Well, we look a little bit like he's just like a fat version of me. <laughs> it's no, it's not as much fun insulting him when he can't hear it. But um, so yeah, that was taken at a the recent. I don't think I talked about this. Maybe I mentioned it in, in passing, but um, at the end of June, the um, bike meet happened at Cassington. I probably did mention it at the time, but anyway, I went there. I had a very nice time and I shot a roll of film there um, and uh, it was great. And this was one of the pictures from that evening. So that's my brother looking looking full biker, kind of. Um, and underneath that is another picture from that <laughs> evening, which I've entitled The Look of Love, um, which is got in the, in the lower foreground, there's a Harley Davidson. And in the upper foreground, there is a uh, bearded Harley Davidson rider looking straight at me and not looking very happy at all, giving me real death stare did through you, his sunglasses. Did, did he know you? No, did I have no know? idea who that man is. <laughs> Oh, God. oh, you're brave. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> He's an old Harley rider. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, 
the look of love. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> really, really loving having his picture taken, I think. But, you know, you've got to do these things. Um, as always, that evening was a, a fun time for just taking pictures of people in their natural environment of leathers and bikes. So, uh, yep, like I said, very much post-fact attachments of song lyrics to it. But uh, it's nice. It was just nice to, as I talked about last week, walking into the shed and then walking out. It was nice to walk into the shed this week and then stay in the shed and get out some chemicals and develop some film and dry the, and just do all that and go, oh, yeah, this is this is a nice way to spend some time. I can still do this. Um, I have to say that that second roll of film, the one I shot at the um, bike night, I can the because these were both developed at the same time. And that one is really contrasty because it was just such a sunny night. Um, you know, that was probably around six, seven o'clock. And so the sun was just starting to drop down a bit, but it was really bright. And that coupled with the fact that there were a lot of people wearing black. So yeah. you've either got really bright highlights or just black and not a great deal in between. But still, you know, I, I, these haven't been through any Lightroom tweaking yet um, other than to flip them the right way around because I managed to scan the entire film uh, upside down. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that was very clever of me. Um, never mind. Um, so, yeah, those are my I, I really like that last one of the, of the you know, the, giving you full-on ZZ Top there, isn't he? Uh, it's definitely it, a ZZ Top, it yeah, is. Yeah, actually, that's it, what I should have gone with. My future's so bright, I've got to wear shades. <laughs> all <laughs> oh, that one Claire. all that one yeah any of these that guy's definitely got the ZZ top going on I did on this roll of film I have also got um, a picture of Rachel because I took my OM1 up to Rachel's when I went to help her shoot a wedding and then Rachel was having problems with her OM1 the um, battery OM1s don't use ordinary LR44 batteries. Um, they use a different one, which isn't readily available. Linden, as mentioned earlier, when I had my um, Canon sorted last year, I sent my OM1 down to him and he reconfigured my Olympus to shoot just with an LR44, um, which is great, very helpful. Rachel's OM1 was not behaving properly with the light meter. It was misreading all the time. So um, she borrowed mine for the wedding we were shooting at, which meant I had to quickly finish a roll of film through mine. So obviously I took pictures of what was the most fantastic thing to take pictures of there, which was Rachel. And I got a couple of really nice pictures of Rachel just posing with a camera, um, which I'll, I'll <laughs> stick on Instagram at some point. But nice. I, couldn't, I couldn't think of a song lyric. Um, I mean, I'm sure there must be something about beautiful woman something something camera i don't know <laughs> make up your own song lyric about a beautiful woman just sitting there looking lovely um but uh yeah it was just nice nice to get some nice pictures of rach as well and uh cool yeah very yeah. nice indeed very oh, nice indeed you. um uh yeah i think um if you're going to go with this easy top i think maybe shark dressed man oh yes top yeah. song so many um, perfect easy top songs so many perfect easy top songs and i know it's a bit of a cliche to look at a biker with a beard and go oh yeah it's easy top but hey yeah such is life such, such is life. life exactly so so I, I have to say i've just been doing a little bit of uh analysis and i think claire definitely um has the most recent song as her inspiration um topping <laughs> out as she does with 1992's <laughs> night swimming by rem from the album automatic for the people of mm -hmm. the three of us i am in second place because as i said uh nine and nine zig luftballon is from 1983 the look of love there are many songs called the look of love but assuming you mean the abc 
Uh, so, Graham, I'm mm-hmm. afraid you're last place, 1982. Oh, damn it. I'm really... Uh, and apologies and that's and that's your most recent song that that's my most recent song yeah i apologies to everybody who is not middle-aged listen to this although i suspect that's quite a small number of people but to those i mean wild thing is the trogs isn't it yeah 66 maybe um, that make you a boomer it's it's depressing to me how (laughs) old a lot of these things are that i didn't realize were quite as old as they were i i picked up uh, recently a depeche mode album um Oh gosh, which, Ooh, which one, one is it? It's, um, <laughs> it's the one with a picture of a man with a hammer hitting a mountain. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, I'll go and grab it in just a second. It's one of the ones that Brian Griffin shot the cover for, mm. and I hadn't realised that that is from like 1983 as well. In my head, this stuff's all late 80s. I know, not... but even like when, when did what was the? Uh, it was Violator, which was the which is the album that t- Depeche Mode kind of mainstream, wasn't it? It was a really big one, and that was from like 86 or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Um, everything's been everything was a long time ago, and uh, it turns out we're all old and irrelevant. So, so that's nice. Um... <laughs> which is a great way to end the show because uh, you know. Unless we've got any news. Just a couple of things. Just a couple of very quick things. One, just because Karen, the lovely Karen Freer, um, who now works over at Analog Wonderland, took the time to drop us an email, us and everybody else, I would love to give a shout out to them um, because this may be of interest to people. So um, Analog Wonderland, uh, you may or may not know. Obviously, everybody's going to know that they are a film seller. Um, I've just clicked on the Mm. wrong button and made my screen completely go away. Um, uh, and for a while now they have been doing analog wonder boxes which is where you pay a monthly fee and you get sent a box with some certain amounts of film in it they are carrying on doing this but they are adding to that offer and building it out so um, as well as having the original offer um, they've now got so you've got the wonder box which is what they've been doing where you get two rolls of film every month and you get um, some other fun bits and pieces in there and that's £20 a month uh, and turns up the same date every month. So that's still going. You've got the Wonderbox Plus, which not only includes the film, but also the processing costs for those films uh so the first one Ooh, the wonder box is, yeah wonder box is 20 pounds the wonder box plus same number of films same deal um but the, the developing and scanning is included that's 40 pounds and you've also got the wonder box ultimate and i'm gonna have to read this uh, because i don't quite know what the heck's going on with this but the wonder box ultimate designed for film shooters who are ready to dive i'm reading this obviously head first into the vast array of films available to the modern shooter um uh it doesn't actually explain what makes the wonder box so wonderful but you get um uh six rolls of film every two months so that's one roll of film extra than the other so six rolls of film every two months this is still 35 millimeter uh, weekly tips and tricks it's not just color film and black and white but you also get slide film included low iso and specialist film um exclusive partner discounts custom film goodies and etc and um it is effectively £30 a month, that one. Although you bid it every two months, so it's £60 every two months. Anyway, go and check them out if you've um, thought about doing the Wonderbox stuff. It's quite a nice way of, I think, making you know, making your film um, budget easy to manage because you know what you're going to get every month. And especially with the Wonderbox Plus where the shooting's included that, you can okay... Every month, I'm going to get two films. I'm going to shoot those two films. They're going to be processed, and I know exactly how much I'm spending on a thing. Worth checking out that. So, definitely, there was that. The other thing. Now, um, 
I'm hoping that there will be an insert to follow this in conversation, but in case there isn't, I just want to talk about briefly a reminder that Photo Print Day is coming up. Um, this is the uh, event that is taking place on Twitter and Instagram or via Twitter and Instagram, whereby photographers uh, all around the world, whether they be film, digital, whatever it might be, um, over the time, because I think it's the 4th, 5th, 6th, I can't remember, I'll put the exact dates in, um, and the uh, where you need to go to find all this information on Twitter, where Jim Mottram is the one who's organised this. Um, but basically, the point of it is that you make a print available for somebody to uh, buy, and the way that they buy it is that they make a donation of £10. It's pretty much everybody just goes with a flat fee of £10, people make a donation to the charity of your choice, they send you a screenshot showing that they've made the donation, and then you send them the print. The print can be any kind of print. It could be a lovely darkroom print, it could be an inkjet printer print, it could be two inches by two inches, it could be six foot by six foot, it could be a zine, it could be a photo book, it could be anything that you want to. The whole point of the exercise is to use our love of photography and creating things and actually turn it into doing some good for other people turn turn that love i mean i know that i have prints that i've made that are just sitting in a box aid you've got your lovely zines claire you've got so many polaroids and stuff we've all got prints that we've made that are yeah. sitting doing nothing and this is just a way on uh this couple of days to just go hey everybody you put them on twitter or instagram with the hashtag photo print day and then people can search that they can see your work and go oh i'd like that please sure here's the charity i'd like to give the money to and it's really simple it's a really nice easy thing to do that anyone can get involved with you don't need to be a fantastic well-renowned person that you know the hashtag is going to be seen by so many people um it happened back in march when we had the ukraine photo print day to raise money for ukraine-based charities and this is now the main one that Jim originally planned to organise in the first place. As I said, hopefully going to be talking to Jim about this and that will be tagged on at the end of this. But if it isn't, um, just go to the Instagram account, uh, the Twitter account, Photo Print Day, and I'll put the links in the show notes for that. And that's coming up soon. So start thinking about that. And you can put as many things up on the day as you can. See how much money you can raise for good causes. It's a fun thing to do. It's an excuse to make prints. And it's a nice way to get out there and involved with the community. So that's that. And once again, what's that uh, hashtag? Uh, photo print day. Okay. If you search that on Twitter or Instagram, you will find more stuff about it. But I, said, I will put links in. Yeah. So there is actually on Twitter, uh, there is actually also an account called photo print day. Uh, and ha happily, it says in the bio, it is September the 2nd, 3rd and 4th. Thank you. I knew I was close-ish. It's to make yeah. sure that different timelines are include different um, time zones are included within that, obviously. So, yeah, mm. excellent. What theme before we go are we on for this month? Oh, crumbs, Claire. <laughs> That's a good question, and I don't know if I can bring that information quickly to hand. Yeah, it is uh, one, two, three, four. Motivated light because we're in August, so motivated okay. light is the current. Motivated light, good. That's one of yours, aid for certain. So please, <laughs> can you remind? Uh, not me. I know what motivated light is. It's light that really wants to do a good job. But for everybody else, can you just explain what motivated light means, please? 
Uh, no, no, you've nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so motivated light is a term that that is used, uh, I believe, often in in um, cinematography as well as as well as photography. Uh, the idea behind motivated light is that your your artificial lighting that you are using uh, to to light your scene is in in reflects uh, and looks like it comes from something that is uh, in your scene so perhaps you know to, towards one side of your scene you have a window uh, you may then choose to set your key light on the same side of the scene such that the light looks like it's coming from the window or that so that at, least, at the very least it doesn't jar you know the brain and make it look unreal because if you've got a window on one side of you but then all the light is on the other side of your face that looks a little bit weird and okay. a little bit unnatural so it's the idea that your your lighting is is in support of your your lighting mm. setup is in support of the things that you can see in the composition okay there are probably technical terms mm. of it but i won't build them with any of that sort of stuff <laughs> i'm not really very technical sounds good to me goodness only knows how i'm going to make that work in a photo or to be more accurate goodness only knows how i'm going to at some point later try and find a photo that vaguely fits that and then backwards my way into saying that i did that on purpose so go out and take some shots this is one because it is about uh yeah it is really about trying to um add light yeah add artificial light to your composition so yeah go out and try okay you've got loads of lights Go and I try. Have some, I don't have loads of lights, actually. I think you're thinking of um you. <laughs> That's who you're thinking of. I do have some lights. Um, you've got I, you've got a lighting kit. You've got an LED panel. That's kit true. Actually, I, have, I forgot right? I got those. Yeah, I have got quite a yeah. few lights now. Yeah, so you have quite a few lights. Right. Yes. So. Fair. Fair. <laughs> right. Time <laughs> to get those children doing something useful this week. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they can be um, uh, what, what's his, what is known commonly as a voice activated light stand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'll give that. A we word. all need what we all need more of those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to take us out of here then, because uh, I also have children uh, need some sort of a parental attention. I, I'm not sure whether it's carrot or stick time. Um, possibly, I'll dangle the carrot from the stick just to keep them guessing. Uh, anyway, we have been the Sunny Sixteen podcast, and as always, it is a delight uh, to be here and to talk to you all. Uh, we'll play you out now with Rachel's band Rocket. You can get their album promises i should have kept at all good places on the internet uh that's that's done uh and we will see you next week take care goodbye bye, bye. hey you know we forgot something claire didn't we before we got out of here we forgot something oh, yes we did to say thank you yeah because we something we haven't done for a long time is say thank you to our coffee donors, the wonderful people who support us yeah. on coffee. And um, we meant to do this in the show, um, but because I needed to dash off, we forgot. And that, that's on me. That's on me. Anyway, Claire and I remembered. Well, Claire remembered, and then um, I, I was made to remember. So we want to say a huge thank you to everybody who does support us on coffee because you enable us to do this you enable us to have the sunny 16 presents feed and all of this stuff um and do things like go to the photography show and pay for transport and stuff like that and so he's going to get a quick thank you so let me just see if i can make this work Claire. hang on a second <laughs> i should have done this before before clicking on that button hang on hang on i've got the technology i can do this ba, ba, ba. okay 
let me share that so we can see this list let's read this grand list so ah uh, we want to say thank you to the lovely alex purcell and to the lovely andy d blue 439 who is of course the wonderful jeff greenstein the lovely david allen yes over there in france haven't heard from david in a while i hope you're doing well david uh i can't remember who's ian wallace <laughs> andrew stewart allen uh bill two over in australia um hillary clark <laughs> you, you coward slavic carvas i love slavic on on his coffee still has a fantastic picture of him with this incredible beard slavic i hope uh, you still have that amazing beard um please i want fresh pictures uh who's next uh, Shugpug. Shugpug, Alex Morrison. Sam Christopher Cornwell from Solacan. Thank you so much, Sam. Jaya Bart. Uh, Photowalk.me, the one and only website where you can get all your photo walk information, the most useful place I always find. There's talk, actually, there's already talks about an mm. Oxford photo walk next year, which I'm very excited about, an international Oxford photo walk, <laughs> which is mm. great. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, Juliet Schwab. Uh, Dunstan. Billy Sanford. Lovely Billy. Uh, Gary Florzak. Cosmo Photo. Stephen Downey, of course. And I think that takes us back to the bottom with all of that. But there is also, I know, because I saw there was somebody else who I wanted to give uh, special thanks to who also donated, which isn't on that list. So let me find those quickly because um, it mm. uh, needs doing. These things need doing. So... Um, coffee page is lovely if you want to go and find out go to ko-fi.com forward slash sunny 16 podcast uh this flawless thanks hasn't put it off anyway yes want to say a special thank you to gina white um who not only gave us a donation but left us a comment on there saying new here but love the idea of your podcast i am a photography instructor that teaches old school processes looking forward to having a listen cheers gina thank you very much gina um please drop us an email tell us what you're teaching tell us what you're doing teaching these old school processes makes me feel really good to know that there's somebody out there sharing mm. this love um and also to ian fleming um who left us a donation um and ian making the quirky cameras podcast over on sunny 16 presents always the most random things he's picked up and then goes and shoots with which i love and adore so um yeah thank you so much to all of those people for supporting us we appreciate it beyond all measure there's probably some way of measuring it but we haven't found it yet right claire yeah definitely thank you so much all right definitely. cheers guys bye bye